0: What does the Crimson Collective's new NIL deal for Utah football mean for not just Utah football, but Utah recruiting? We're talking about it on today's Locked on Youths. You are Locked on Youth, your daily podcast on the Utah youths. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Everyone and thank you for making Lockdown YouTube our first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like it, subscribe. We'd love to interact with you guys in the comments section or on social media channels like t- Twitter. You guys can follow our show at Lockdown News. My personal handle is at JT because my name is JJ Wisher former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're going to talk about Utah's NIL deal, also giving out some grades for Utah on the offensive side of the ball. We did the defensive side of the ball yesterday, and and then close the show out with how I think his Utah offense is going to fare in the second half of the season. But to start it off, as I mentioned, gotta talk about some big news. And I did not think I would be talking about Utah NIL. And if you would have told me in the middle of the season, I would have said, "Okay, there's a chance, right?" Like the world of college sports is ever changing and evolving, so you can never say never. But I'm still very surprised that what has played out. So, And what am I referring to, of course, is that the Crimson Collective is presenting all 85 of of Utah's football players that are on scholarship with a 2024 Dodge Ram truck. In total, it's going to be a seven-figure NIL deal because those 2024 trucks, they ain't cheap, and especially not for 85 of them. So uh, this is a very, very lucrative NIL deal for Utah football. Um, First, just so happy for the players. I mean, just putting in so much work time energy and effort and uh, you could just see the joyful reactions and everything uh just so happy for those guys that they're going to get awarded those trucks now um you know college obviously they're on scholarship like that but still like you know just having having a truck an extra thing as you are a college student still just in general even though they're making they've been making some nil money i'm sure but still just nice to have like think to have a truck and i'm sure some of these guys too are going to give that to their family maybe something like that or just either way it could help these Uh, Just some of the players' families out too. So, either way, just happy for the players and the people for Utah football that benefit from this, whether it's just for themselves or family members. So, that's the first thing, just uh, really happy for them. But the bigger overall, just like football takeaway from this is uh, this means that Utah can be a player in the NIL game a little bit. I mean, once again, seven figures. I've heard things, numbers like six million, all kinds of stuff, hard to narrow it down, Uh, but it's a seven figure NIL deal. So, in the world of college, Football, not even just call, not just college athletics, really, because it's not college athletics. It's college football because that's the NIL and the money driver in college. And honestly, just in general for colleges, but especially college athletic <laughs> athletics, obviously, um, you have to have NIL money to present to athletes. Now the world has changed. There are players who are still making choices on the best fit for them that can get them to the NFL. But I believe every one, and this is me just talking out loud, but I'd be I would be surprised if there's a player who comes in and is like, oh yeah, I don't want NIL to be part of my recruiting pitch in uh, in 2023 and for these 2024 commits. I just, I don't see that happens. I think some of those guys will prioritize like the school, the fit, all that first, but they're going to want something. I mean, why would you not? It's just, it's part of the business now of college football. If you're in the position and have the chance to make money, why would you not? So NIL is part of this. This is happening where you are going to have, and you probably have already had, right? Top recruits and players just across the nation who have made their decision about where to go and try to continue their football career has been number one, based on NIL other factors have led into those decisions I'm sure, but I'm sure the number one thing you have to talk with these guys about now is okay. How much NIL money like we have, you have to start these recruiting pitches with here's how much NIL money we can provide you with, because look, in some ways football is football, right? Like you can scheme, like you're good. It's, you can scheme things up different things. Like there's nuances in that you can be used better, but overall, you know, like if someone's going to give you an NIL deal, you feel like you got a chance to play there. Like why why would you not go to that school? So this is huge for Utah because it gives them a chance to get into the running with some of the other elite programs in college football. I I still don't see Utah like outbidding the Texas's of the world. I know that this NIL deal, might be the largest ever. I saw something about that, but I wasn't, that's kind of something that's hard to confirm, but Look, this still just puts Utah in, like, able to compete with some of the major powers in college football. Maybe not the major, major powers, like the five to ten best programs out there, but that next tier is where I think Utah can really get in and compete, and that is crucial. If you want to continue to land those top recruits, as we mentioned, this is the world of college football recruiting now. You have to be able to throw strong NIL offers out there. So this isn't just, like, something. In some ways, this can be everything for the future of Utah football because this shows just one single move like this shows we can be a major player in the NIL game. NIL is already a huge part of recruiting. As I mentioned, it's only going to continue to be a huge part of recruiting as this cycle goes on and just goes forward too. So hats off to, you know, Kyle Whittingham, whoever it was that was involved in the Crimson club for, you know, getting this together for making it happen. Because once again, this just like this old, this sent shockwaves throughout, not just Utah, but college football and the college landscape. I saw Forbes wrote an article on this. Like that's how big this is. That people are everywhere are are taking notice of this. And it is a game changer for the Utah football program. It truly is. I I can't understate how I think this is really big because it's gonna allow you to get into a room with some of the top football players, not just in state, especially because we know Utah's been cleaning up in state lately with the addition of Davis Andrews, which we spoke on an episode earlier this week at Locked On Utes. But some of those top out of state recruits, some of those guys in Texas, a place that Utah Coach Witt has already said they're starting to recruit stronger. This allows you to have a stronger foothold in a place like Texas because. When you have some of those schools like a baylor and a texas tech who i i assume also have strong nil funds are going to walk in utah can go we got a strong nil fund of our own and you can say you want a truck (laughs) well here you go and obviously utah will do different nil deals and it'll evolve and everything like that but uh yeah just a major move by the crimson collective utah athletic department kyle whittingham the program everything this is a a really big step in ensuring utah's future place at the top 15 top 20 table for college football because as good as Utah has been at developing talent you you still need to recruit well and Utah is going to be able to continue to do that because of the NIL money they can offer. They have leveled the playing field, and we know Utah has been able to land some of these elite recruits in the past or are just really good players because of um, how well they pitch these guys on how they fit into their system, giving them an opportunity to compete early, get your skills developed, and have a shot at the NFL. Those are all things that Utah provides to guys already, And now you add, and now you can get compensated like you would with some of the top other brands. So now you can win, get developed, and have a chance to go to the NFL, and you can earn NIL money. It's a great move by the Utah Athletic Department, the Crimson Collective, everyone around. Um, This is the game of college football now, and Utah, this move officially puts... Kind of their stake in the ground, like okay, um, not to steal the Coach Prime logo, but in some ways, like we coming in, in terms of recruiting and uh, and things like that. Or I shouldn't say we're coming, more so we're here to stay. Off because obviously the last two uh, recruiting classes that Utah has brought in have been very impressive. So once again, huge win for the Utah football program. Even during their bye week, Utah is able to find a way to win. Um, so good get there for Utah, and just uh, yeah, really excited for the players and the school for what it means for the future, but we do want got to talk about the present of the Utah football program, the recruiting and everything that's going to come as ramifications of this deal. That's an exciting conversation about the exact play type of players. They'll be landing. That's a future episode discussion of lockdown youths. but as it pertains to today, want to focus the rest of this episode on the offensive side of the ball, talk about my offensive grades for just the various players on the various position groups on the offensive side of the ball for Utah in the second segment. And we're going to be discussing that in depth in one moment, but 1st want to talk to you guys about our friends at ebay motors passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits. LED headlights and more. Whether you're in a speed power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're bring burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Once again, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All righty, coming back into this one, let's talk about some offensive grades for the first five games of the season so far for Utah. Um, defensive grades were very positive. I think the lowest one I gave was in either in a or I think it was an A minus. I think that's what I gave the defensive backs or the corners, excuse me, safeties. Were an A plus. Uh, corners got a A minus, maybe even just an A on a, on yesterday's show. But uh, going to the offensive grades, only one. I'll tell you guys right now, only one grade for me is going to be in the A range, and I think that's fair. I'd love to hear what your guys' grades are uh, in below. You can post them for the offense and defense, and uh, I'd be very curious to look at those. So make sure you guys leave those in the comments on YouTube or on Apple Podcast too. Uh, for the offense, starting out with the quarterbacks, this one's tough. But I think you got to go C minus. I can see an argument for lower than this. I I can't get up to a B. I, I really can't. As much as I want to, um, just in terms of like Nate Bryson, like what they've done and meant in different moments for this Utah football team. If you evaluate the totality of their play, in some ways Utah has won um, in spite of their quarterbacks, like they found ways to win because the Utah offense has not been very productive this season. And as we're going to get in the offensive line, they don't got a high grade either. The play calling is not going to have the highest grade when we get to that at the end of this. Um, but quarterbacks are still probably chief amongst the reason, you know, Bryson Barnes, he peaked with his very first pass of the season. And I hope for a speedy recovery for him. I know he's uh pretty banged up right now with what's going on there. So we hope he's able to do well, but Look, obviously, he had his struggles against Baylor, especially in the second half against Florida, even though at times I thought uh, they took him out of his rhythm in that game. And then look at a guy like Nate Johnson, right? Yes, it was really good. That final drive against Baylor looked pretty good against Weber State, but then against UCLA and Oregon State, only able to muster 14 points the latter half of those points coming in kind of a garbage time range a little bit against Oregon State. So yeah, I, I just think you got to go C minus here. I just don't think the quarterback play has been consistent enough. Utah has has had multiple drives stall because the quarterbacks struggles at time to read the defense, deliver the ball accurately, um, just you know, inability to kind of sense where the blitz is coming from and get it out quickly. All those things have been issues. And at times, Utah quarterbacks have made those plays, hence why I still have their great at a C and not something lower but I think the bad has outweighed the good overall. And that's where I got to go with a C minus for how the quarterbacks have played so far through five games. Offensive line isn't getting much better. I give the offensive line a C plus because I do think just if you ask me what the biggest issues are with the Utah offense, I still think chief amongst them are probably quarterback play, but right behind is probably the offensive line. Yes. Utah is facing loaded boxes because of the, the just you know that you don't have the strong defenses know these quarterbacks aren't as proven and just not as strong as what's been back there in the past with cam rising but even if the boxes weren't loaded a lot of utah's runs wouldn't be going for a lot because the offensive line simply isn't executing whether it's double teams up to the second level or guys just handling their individual assignments utah everyone on the utah offensive line has been beat at multiple points the in each game i we said satao la you know that first game against florida i thought he was outstanding since then, I don't know if he's matched that height. He's still been pretty good, but hasn't matched that height. Uh, Keaton Bills has had his up and ups and downs in pass protection. Jaron Kump uh, really struggled against Oregon State, has at other points in the season too. Michael Mocafice, he kind of up and down again. And Spencer Fano or Tongi, who's been in at left tackle too, both of them. It's just been a rough road, in my opinion. So that's why I think you gotta go see. I still give them a C plus because at times Utah's had success running the ball. At times they've given uh the quarterbacks time to make throws overall. And I think their play has been more consistent than that of the quarterbacks. But there's a reason it's still in the C range. I still don't think it's been outstanding. And uh, I, I just I couldn't give them a B because of just those ups and downs. I think the offensive line I have confidence, and obviously with the quarterback play if Cam gets back, he this grade's gonna rise too. I think the offensive line will finish somewhere in that B range, like B plus range late in the season. Jim Harding just always gets his group to come together. And I do see a lot of correctable mistakes, especially with the way Utah has struggled to pick up blitz and some of the twists on the season. That just seems like something like just as the season wears on, you're just going to get better at. So I do expect both those grades to improve. One grade that might improve slightly, but I still think that's, it's not going to climb too high because I'm pretty high on it. Is is the running backs? I think whether it's been Jalen Glover, uh, Jaquindon Jackson, the one game we got him, Akai Bernard, it's been really good. I give the running backs an A. A um, couple issues in pass protection is would be the main negative. Um, maybe a missed hole every once in a while. That's nitpicking. Overall, the running backs have been really good. Jaquindon Jalen, whether it's as a uh, pass catchers out of the backfield or especially well. Because we haven't seen the running backs be as active out of the backfield, but still made a couple of grabs at uh at moments, but especially just in general hitting the holes, uh, the power, the ability to break tackles, break off long runs like Jaquindon did against Baylor. Uh Jalen had a couple of nice ones against Oregon State. I think the Utah running backs are the least of this offense's issues, and I think they've been really good so far this season. So to me, they get an A. Then moving on to the pass catchers. I think last time I did an incomplete grade for them just because it was hard to evaluate because of the way the quarterback situation has played out. In some ways, that is true, but also the drops were really bad. And there is times that they're failing to create separation. So I, I think a B minus is fair for them. I Like I said, the negatives would be drops, failure to create separation at times. But I also think they're separating more than the passing yardage would indicate. I think it's been more so quarterback struggles of reading the defense, finding those players. I think Devon Vele, Mikey Matthews, Money Parks have all been still pretty good this season. I think if it was Cam Rising in there, they'd all be on pace for really stronger seasons than what they've showed so far. Thomas Yasmin, it's not like he figured out how to play football against Oregon State. He's been that good. We just haven't – Utah hasn't been able to give him the ball. Uh, It's been fun to see Landon King pop. He's another guy who's kind of helped raise the grade a little bit, right? Like, yes, Emery Simmons had that tough drop, hasn't been able to produce – um, Micah Pittman's been a limited part of the offense. He had one drop his first game, and it's uh, been dealing with some injuries too overall. So, yeah, a lot of inconsistencies out of the the wide receivers, but still some really good moments. And I just don't think they've had a they haven't been able to fairly show how good they can be because of the quarterback play. So that's why I felt like a B minus was fair for them. Last grade we got to give out Andy Ludwig. Sometimes I think Coach Ludwig has made the most of tough spots with the way his quarterback's offensive line is playing. But also at other times, I mentioned with the very first game, I thought that he did not – I thought he got Bryson out of a rhythm a little bit when Bryson was playing decent against Florida. Um, so that would have been one thing that I would chalk up as that was an issue there um, just at different points in the season, whether it's against Oregon. Just the offense hasn't functioned properly, and Andy Ludwig has taken some of the blame for that. I think Kyle Whittingham has even mentioned, just from a play-calling standpoint, they got to be better. So that's where Andy Ludwig deserves some of the blame I'm going to give him the same grade as i I'm going to give him a B minus two. same grade as the pass catchers. I think there's been some really good things by Ludwig designing some strong game plans and stuff. But then even like last week, Oregon state just no design quarterback runs for Nate. You're trying to turn him into a completely different quarterback than what we already know he is. So yeah, stuff like that is where I think it's just pretty, that's where it's just tough. And that's where I would go a B minus for, uh, for him as well. But I think all of these grades, by the time we do this again, which will probably be at the end of the season, although I may circle back, Uh, maybe like Arizona state week or uh, something like that and evaluate it before the end of the season. But I think all of these grades, assuming cam rising gets back will improve uh, by that point. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch and see how it plays out because uh, offense definitely has a lot of room for improvement. Defense, not so much room for improvement. Offense has a lot. If Utah wants to accomplish everything they set out to at the beginning of this season, they need the offense to begin playing at a higher level. So we'll see if they're able to do it. And we're going to, talk about if I think they'll be able to do it because of looking, because we're going to be looking ahead at some of the opponents they have in the second half of their schedule off the bye week. But first, I want to talk to you guys about something exciting. We have cooking on the Locked On College Network each Friday. It's College Football Kickoff Live, and they go live each Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Yes, that includes Locked On Utes. College Football Kickoff Live will cover the biggest games, storylines, and matchups, and they'll go in-depth like only Locked On can deliver with insight from their stable of an an, analyst, excuse me, um, Locked On College host. Just covering their teams every day. Find Locked On College Football kickoff live each Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. righty, closing this one out. Let's talk about Utah's schedule in the second half as it pertains to their offensive success. I let's start with the Cam Rising portion of this. Oh, it's so hard to like predict what's going to happen everything like that. But if you just ask me right now, like just with where the, all the hype of the off season was at the quotes from cam and everything, like, I just, I just would be shocked if he didn't play this season. Right. Like I know there's smoke screens and stuff and I think cam and there you can see coach Witt has been frustrated by, uh, just how much time cam has been forced to miss too. So that's where it's hard to know. Like how much this was, did they know it was going to happen versus it's just genuinely like the week to week process of this. Uh, that is keeping cam out. So that's where it gets hard, but I still, I just believe if cam's going to play the season, he's going to play against Cal. And I, I think this two week rest period with how close he's been, this is a guy cam rising. We saw him in pads against you. Oh, excuse me on the field pregame of the UCLA game warming up and then took it off after. And then and I thought it was interesting. He didn't dress out against Oregon state, but I, I him to play in that game since he didn't play against UCLA. Cause we knew what a tough one that would be for Utah. So, I do expect Cam to come back against Cal. I really do. No insider information there. Just literally a gut feeling of, like, based on everything we've been heard about optimism at various points and stuff, like this two-week rest period should be the timeline that allows Cam Rising to return against Cal, in my opinion. If if he doesn't return against Cal, I mean, man, it just would be really disappointing because what was a season filled with so much potential in so many ways could be lost. All of what Utah set out to do is still on the table, even after that tough loss to Oregon State, because you only have one loss in Pac-12 play so far, and just one loss on the season. So you if you even win out, you're going to the college football playoff because of the gauntlet of the Pac-12 schedule you survived. If you suffer another loss, but make the Pac-12 championship game and win it, or even if you lose it, you're, you're going to a very good bowl game. So... I think Cam's coming back and I think he's going to help this team achieve some of those goals. I think it's going to be at this, it is just going to be hard for Utah to win the Pac-12. I still think they can. And I I predict them to lose to Oregon state and still win the Pac-12. So I still think it's going to happen, but man, it's just going to be tough because when I did make those predictions, I also expected Cam rising to be back and like operating at, at full strength by this point in the season. And he's clearly not that right now, but. I, I do think it'll be a fun bounce back game for the offense against Cal. I think even Nate will have, if he's running the offense, will have success moving the ball for Utah. So that'll be a positive for the Utes. Um, then the next couple games at USC. Once again, I'm just going to make, if, nate johnson plays the utah offense is going to be up and down they'll have make some plays against usc they're going to have trouble if nate johnson starts against oregon more than likely utah is going to lose that game at home just because of the level the oregon defense is playing at and based on the level we've seen from nate johnson so far just throughout the season uh arizona state with nate in there i think utah wins that at washington utah loses that at arizona good game but i think utah finds a way to win with nate and then versus colorado Ooh, depends on what's on the line for the buffs. I could see them throwing in the towel if there is nothing, not even a bowl game, but if they're bowl eligible and Utah isn't at full strength with Cam, then that's when we'll see. But let's assume Cam Rising will play. Utah offense will get back on track. Uh, there'll be a lot of good hype about Cam Rising's return as he tosses two or three touchdowns uh, against the Golden Bears. Then Utah against USC. We've seen how bad this USC defense is. Utah is going to have success moving the ball on the Trojans. They'll put up numbers in that one. And I do think Utah will gut out some gritty points against Oregon. I, with the level of a competitor cam is i know he's motivated to go out there and just have a much better performance against the ducks and he did a year ago in eugene when he threw three interceptions and just honestly i still think it's the worst game i've ever seen cam play so i just know as a competitor cam Rising. i'm not saying i'm a competitor i'm just saying like with just the level of a competitor cam rising is and how we've seen competitors who are also that level like they just don't need a lot to motivate them i think cam's got something special for oregon if he's able to play in that one Utah offense will do good things against Arizona State. They, they should be able to do whatever they want against the Sun Devils. Uh, going to get playing Washington, good back and forth battle in that one versus the Huskies defense versus the Utes offense. I think both sides, it'll be, once again, it's a good back and forth. Same thing with the Oregon game. Uh, at Arizona, if Cam plays, I think Cam will have a good game. I think he'll move the ball in this Wildcats defense. That While they did make things a little interesting against Washington, defense is still susceptible, and I think Cam at this point in the season will be clicking, so I do think Utah offense is a good day against Arizona. And then against Colorado, we've seen the Buffs uh, really struggling on the defensive side of the ball as of late, getting gashed by USC and Oregon. And Is Utah's offense as prolific as those twos? No, but this is still an offense with Cam rising at the helm that averaged thirty six points per game last year. And I think that I'd be shocked if they didn't score over thirty against the Buffs. So I, I do expect the Utah to have a much better second half of the season because of all the talent That is, excuse me, not even all the talent. I should just say just because of the cam rising coming back. And I do think Brant Keithy will come back at some point too. We've heard that reported this week that all signs still point towards Brant returning at some point in the season. And I hope he does because obviously Brant is a special football player and this Utah football team will be better with him on the roster. So it's going to be something that's interesting to monitor. The health of cam rising is something we're going to be continuing to talk about on lockdown use, especially next week. If we get updates from coach Whittingham on it, but that is going to do it for our show today. So let me know below. What do you guys think of the NIL deal? What do you think the offensive grade should be, and how do you think the Utah offense will fare in the second half of the season? I look forward to seeing what you guys have to say on it. We appreciate you listening to another episode of Locked on Utes. We'll see you tomorrow.